Ladies and gentlemen, the people on the widest of webatories, in their car, in their headphones, however it is that you listen to your podcast medium. It's AP over here, coming to you for another episode of The Sidelines. I've got my other host. It's Corday. Corday, how's it going, mate? <laughs> Good. I love the intro. Yes, yeah, so for those who don't know, I'm back. The driver's seat has been proverbially given to me, but I am still basically in the passenger seat. I'm just holding it while Courtney's hands are busy. That's uh, that's the best way to describe this. No, he's just he's just making sure that everyone's okay and the AC's right. Just uh, you know, he's just he's just making things happen. But uh, Quarter, how you been, mate? <laughs> well, busy hands. I'm just really into your introduction. Can't control myself. <laughs> now, being good, buddy. Um, chugging along with life. You. Uh, much the same. It's uh, you know another another week in the world. Suddenly, it's basically April. You know, I don't want to be one who labours on the fact of dates and times and places. But um, look, the gut feel early is that twenty twenty one's kind of very eerily ish, similar to twenty twenty. Yeah, it's all playing out that way. There's people getting cranky in the media. There's governments doing lockdowns and dodgy crap. There's we're on the money. Uh, so. We were on the money with our predictions a few weeks back where we said, what are some of the big ticket things that happened this year? And remember, I can't remember if it was me or you, said the vaccines will roll out, but one of them will, or a few will be dodgy as shit. <laughs> and there'll be like recalls and power plays between governments. We're seeing that. It is, uh, it is all coming to a head. But it's the one thing I'd like to point out was that when 2020... Uh, the calendar ticked over and that extra number got added and everyone went, well, boy, am I ready to uh, dust that one off. Uh, it kind of didn't do shit. <laughs> yeah. Turns out the days keep on ticking over. But um, first, before getting to the episode, I'd like to do a bit of a call out that Courtney and I might be the oracles of truth. So for those of you who have listened to most of episodes, uh, one of our earlier uh, commentary ones with our great friend Alex was all built around uh, maybe how some of the commentators in AFL are effectively washed up and no good. Uh, <laughs> turns out, uh, shockingly, not shockingly, that did, you know, I'm, I'm being like full on the money, we're accurate. Uh, Bruce retired. Yes, Bruce McAvaney pulled the pin. So. We were so hot on the take that no one even was able to reference us that we were responsible. So we had Bruce and we also were there alongside uh, Eddie for his entire journey. So look, Cordo, it's just whatever we speak, it comes into being. We're basically the podcast version of Twitter. If we put you in our targets, you're it's resigning over. or quitting. <laughs> and it's just lucky yeah. we don't know how to hashtag. Yeah, <laughs> we just like throw mud and it might just stick on you and it's all over no it will that's it the, the proof is in the pudding yeah so for my mates out there who made comments about saying if there was a sports doco about average joe sports people and it had me in it they'd enjoy watching it because i'd do my back or an acl episode one and then not be seen again just be careful because we could name and shame you and <laughs> it's all over but yes look i didn't want to go too far into it but we are two for two uh, i can't remember our, i can't remember our other takes but i'm oh. sure 
when they come up, I'll count them in the stats. There's probably to, about probably about 72 other <laughs> theories and opinions we threw out there that haven't come true, but they still could. They're gonna. Yeah. But, uh, but look, it's um, just going to give some quick, some quick little wrap-ups. But um, a big call-out to your man. He's, we've had a bit of a movement in the Thick Boy Power Rankings. Mm. So Bryce and DeChambeau, he broke golf again. Yeah. At the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Uh, for those of you who didn't see it, um, you can probably just type in internet into the internet box and it'll probably <laughs> pop up. It's kind of trending <laughs> at the moment. Um, he basically took on a corner of a hole, which is a long par five, which historically you can't hit over the water. And he did it. Um, yeah. Which, to be honest, and I always maintain this, it takes more than one shot to win a golf tournament. I can attest to that because I played on a golf tournament on the weekend and I had many a shot, not all of them good, very few, in fact, good. <laughs> I would like to point out my best golf shot of the, my last day in the tournament was on my friend Scooter's golf ball, which for those who don't play golf, you're not supposed to do that. But I, in <laughs> fact, did that. Uh, so, yes, him doing that one almighty shot, uh, people will say will wreck it, but it does not because he has to do more than that. But, Corda, I know you were wrapped. I was because when he hit, so he did it two days in a row. The first day, the wind was bad and he kind of like just did like an intermediary kind of belt for his standards. But that next day when he had on the pink Arnold Palmer polo, the little black like sooty hat, which is amazing. And pumped his drive, and as the crowd cheered, because it's become a sideshow to the golf, is people, like, waiting on tees for him to drive. It has become a sideshow. He sits there, crunches a drive, and then as the crowd cheered, he also cheered and fist-pumped both hands in the air. And I was like, this is the closest we'll get to Happy Gilmore in professional golf, is this moment right here. Oh, it was great to see. He was just happy. He just, yeah. He was just, so, like, he's put in a lot of work to increase his distance and maintain the ability to still hit it straight. Yeah, and that's exactly it. People, like you see the detractors and the haters and this, I'm like, sorry, but when you watch clips of him two, three years ago, the amount, I think you touched on this episodes back, the amount of work it takes for someone at that level to make such drastic changes and actually get better, let alone not totally derail the rest of their game, it's pretty bloody impressive. I maintain a normal person to go out there and try and prove their golf game with regular practice and you will probably not go that great. <laughs> it takes quite it takes a long time. It's it really shocked me on Saturday when I teed off and I couldn't hit it that far. <laughs> despite my best grunts and carb loaded breakfasts. It doesn't um, all come together, but no. Shout out to the man. The only thing about him and our beloved worldwide friend Jonah, who is from the US, he will probably giggle at this. And we've got a lot of US listeners. There is a part of me, though, that cringes when Puma released like the behind the scenes clip of him driving and trying to like outdo his ball speed and club swing speeds. And he just got real frat boy for a moment. And that was doing my head in when he's like calling his own club speed two seconds after he's teed off. But he's also the scientist. That's his thing. Yeah, but he was doing it like instead of going like, oh, I think that might be about 150. He's going like, yeah, 150, <laughs> you know, like jacked up. <laughs> I love it, the Puma. Puma are really going for it because they're not really 
they've got the off casts of the golf world. And I say that loosely because if Puma gave me a sponsorship, I would be pumping up Puma. Yeah. Um, but all, everyone else is into the classics like the Nikes and Foot Joys and um, some miscellaneous other brands. So Puma's got to really earn their dollars on the golf scene. Yeah. But they'll be loving this with having Bryson, like the sideshow of Bryson. That Puma golf gear must just be fizzing out the doorway now. Oh, absolutely. He's, he's, I mean, either way, at least he's talking about it. He's putting golf back on the map. You know? Well, and that's it. So would you agree that maybe he's the most exciting or eyeballs on screens thing that golf's had since Tiger came along? Uh, he'd definitely be up there. I mean, all those big boys now, they're all... They're personable in their own way, and they're all you know the golf, the golf people will still watch golf like that, yeah. and I think that resonates with every sport. If you like that sport, you're just going to watch it. Yes, like we could bitch and moan about AFL, we're probably still going to watch it. I watched a scratch match on the weekend where, yeah, and tortured myself doing it. Yeah, but it's it's very rare to get people to come into a new sport. To be like, you know what? I might actually watch that golf thing. I've been hearing some stuff about it. Like, I've never watched it before. Mm. Like, what's what's going on here? Like, I just need to see for myself. It's very rare to get new people into any sport. doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, especially when you look at Bryson and go, hey, that guy looks like he eats lots of pizza and burgers as well. <laughs> that could be me. I re- I, he's relatable to me. <laughs> Speaking of uh, sport, your favorite person was in the news and unrelatable. And very unrelatable. <laughs> Your favourite villain, the all-time Bond villain himself, Novak Djokovic, was at it again having parties during the lockdowns in Belgrade in Serbia. I just, he's just a waste. Celebrating, to his credit, he's now spent the most amount of time ranked number one in tennis in history. He just surpassed Roger Federer for the most weeks spent as the number one player in the world. He also got a new record, which is the most weeks in tennis as the worst bloke on tour. <laughs> and that helps because Tomic is going to not be in the tour- in, in tennis for a long time. And a few of our sidelines, uh, that's a sneaky, sneaky one there. He said yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, a few of the sideline world tennis players, it just don't last that long. It's an amazing thing to be the biggest dick on tour, but it has nothing to do with what you're packing. Yeah. Like he's just, that is where he's at. He's just not a good bloke. No. Uh, I mean, I don't get it. So he's out celebrating. They're doing fireworks. Belgrade was having some snap-like panic lockdown because coronavirus is spiralling, and he was able to just have like a, a festival party with fireworks in the middle of town. And partied it up, much like last year when he held a party during the middle of all of this, was told not to, and he and a bunch of other people got COVID from his own nightclub party. Is the thing now that he's already had COVID, so therefore he's back and that they're all good because they've already had it? Yeah, maybe. Or they've got access to some sort of dodgy, like, Ukrainian vaccine that we haven't heard of. Also likely. Very, very likely. <laughs> One of the ones that we penciled in that a company is going to spend a lot of money buying and then realize it's just nothing. It's like water. Ah, <laughs> uh, But look, I think that's going to do for a bit of our sport recap in the moment. So yep. A, because we've run out of sport to talk about. Yep. Um, and B, because we're, we're going to just diverge off to uh, 
some other segues that we've been thinking about for a while. Mm-hmm. So I will premise this is help that there's no sport. So, <laughs> <laughs> so at the moment, I would say, Cordo, and obviously you agree because we talk about this quite often, but <laughs> there is a bit of a lack of what we just call being in the now, the moment of what it is. Yeah. So there's only one loose sport, I know we've touched on it before, that's actually seemingly good at it, which is AFL, but everything at the moment. So we've found that the, the tentacles of uh, this sort of phenomenon stretching far and wide into television and movies and everything and even music, where it just seems quite bizarre that a TV show just can't be a good crappy TV show for the weekend. It must be the next greatest, biggest thingy, you know, is it better than Game of Thrones? Is it better than The Sopranos? Is it as funny as The Simpsons? You know, you get the the narrative I'm trying to paint here, but, Cord, I thought I'd pick your brain about, you know, just what is actually happening and why is it such this way? It's uh, uh, Thanks, Aaron. And, uh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm glad you asked me. Um, <laughs> no, I think, like, I mean, look, we touched on this. Th- it does relate to sports, but it seems to be this new thing where clickbait marketing, festering, hyper everything has just gotten so out of hand that no longer is okay or good acceptable. Everything's either dog shit or everything's either epic. And so it's left no room in the middle. So we watched the, well, I don't watch the Golden Globes, but the Golden Globes Awards happens last week or whenever it was. And all the articles that spill off the back is such and such annihilates competition. No, it didn't annihilate competition. They just won out of a stupid ballot out of a few other things that a (laughs) bunch of people vote. Um, outrage as such a... No, there wasn't outrage. There was just a few knobs on Twitter that said that sucked, someone else should have won. Like, everything has become so hyper... I don't Dra- know. I was dramatised? Is, is that the word? Yeah, a little bit. Like... everything. Nothing can live in the middle. It's got to live on the edges. Yeah. Everything... Yeah, you're right. Like, it's... There is no room anymore for things to just be regular. You have to have some, like, like X Factor is the starting zero now. Yes, that's a very good one. It is very much uh, that point. I always tell people, if you were a record label now, if the Beatles never existed, the Beatles would not get a record deal today because John Lennon is just like an awkward, ugly dude with a weird nose and weird glasses. They're not weird enough. You look at the Beatles when they started their gigs, that's a karaoke band. Yes. Done oh, and dusted. You know, they just again it's not it's not off the edge enough. It's and it's scary how like everyone now just looks like Alice Cooper, Marilyn Manson or eighties shirt. Remember when she started wearing like fishnets and like yeah. nothing else? If you don't start there, you're not talented by today's current <laughs> marketable music standards. So my next question for you, we've established that everyone lives in the left and the right. Yeah. Now, this is going to sound complaining of us. Okay. It's not supposed to be like that. Has things just gotten worse? Is just the collective painted brush that most forms of medium for entertainment that we enjoy is factually just worse than it was 5, 15, 25, 30 years? I'm going to say yes. 
<laughs> because everything's rushed for starters. So here's the other thing. The fact of making money, making money ruined art that we love. So making money ruined music, making money ruined film, and making money is starting to potentially ruin sport a little bit. And that goes both from like the athlete, the athlete side of it to the team owner side of it. Back in the day, people were winning the World Series or the Super Bowl or AFL premierships and their salaries were less than 10, 20 grand a year. It's not okay that that's what it was, but it was all for the love of the game. Now everything's about brand. Everything's about franchise. Like a TV show. Oh, here's, I, I feel like if you walk into Netflix and go, here's my script. How, how many episodes? Oh, five. Cool. So how many seasons? No, just, just the one. I, I, I know what I want to say and it'll take four episodes. No, 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 no. no. We're only interested in if it could be seven seasons with two spinoffs. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? It, it is very, you're very, very correct in about how this sort of sits. And I also like to think that there's just certain things that just wouldn't even get made now anyway because, again, they just, just wouldn't. Like, you know, Friends and Seinfeld probably just don't get made. Or if they do, they get so howled down for suggestions or undertones or nuances that aren't publicly deemed in this like minuscule thing of what's okay to be talked about. So therefore, they're going to be shut down altogether. Yeah, there's probably a thing that Jerry Jerry is is not respectful for women because he dates a new girl every three episodes and finds obscure ways to break up with them. Yeah, coming up next, the batch the Bachelor featuring Chantel. <laughs> But again, it's just I I don't think any of these shows get made, um, like some of these these past era shows. And but at the same time, they're the, they're the candle for a lot of these um, dramas or sitcoms or anything like that. And again, every, we say that there's nothing that compares to them. And I just did it myself. I compared all the sitcoms that get made today to two of the best sitcoms of all time. Mm. Um, you know, a show like which I enjoyed. I mentioned on here the Queen's Gambit. It was a great show. You know, it was enjoyable. I'm not, in in 25 years time I'm probably not going to be mentioning that one time I watched a great Queen's Gambit show but they're probably yeah. going to stretch for another 3 seasons because it was you know very successful but just let it you know not everything has to be the greatest at the same time it can be it can just live in the middle we can all just have a good time with it everybody can shake hands and walk on off yeah it feels like if I was to equate it to your social circle We've got to a place where, like, every friend in your group has to be the greatest human alive, the most epic friend ever. Otherwise, why are you even bothering? Yeah, you can't just be like, what's his deal? Oh, yeah. He just, just ticks along. Yeah, who's that friend? Oh, that's Dave. What does he do? Ah, oh, he's just, like, marketing. He's fine. He's harmless. Like, oh, but you invited him to his birthday. I'm like, yeah, yeah. As is opposed to, like... Is he funny? Well, he's got some good quips. Yeah. He's sharp every now and then. He's good at quoting Family Guy every now and then. Oh, okay. Whereas, like, it needs to be like, oh my gosh, he's the most epic human ever. He did this, this, and this. You have to have a conversation with him. Otherwise, what are you doing with your life? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just, uh, it's just, it is bizarre. These edges that we are sitting in. I feel like we're wellness coaches and we just don't know it. Mm, Look, I'm not going to back on it. Um, the Sopranos, another thing, like 
they just churned out episode after episode and it was amazing. I'm not convinced you could do that show anymore. I do miss I know that the um the Netflix model's great. Like it's um it, it's never really been one for me where you can just sit down and watch like a season of a show in a weekend if you wanted to. I understand it's glory, but I actually I do miss the the once a week um yeah, this is the show and you get to talk about it. Like if the show's great, it, obviously some shows are just like, man, it's just just a bit of filler. Um, and you've got to be okay with that. That's the other thing. Filler yeah. shows are okay. You know, watching Su- CSI uh, Miami is okay. As long as it doesn't get to like CSI Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, to- you go, yeah. when you go into that, you've, you've probably watched too much CSI. <laughs> Yeah. Welcome to CSI San Antonio. <laughs> but for me, the other one is, um, uh, and we we were fortunate when we could go to gigs and stuff. We went to a band who, I know we've mentioned loosely a few times, but for those who haven't, uh, you know, try them out, Greta Van Fleet. Yeah. Um, and this is two arguments that somehow are both opposing but never got along. So the argument that rock is dead, that is that is a, a blanket statement which rock is dying. Yep. Greta Van Vliet came out and their their sound and their noise, honest to God, it's Led Zeppelin. Like it's 100% Led Zeppelin. <laughs> if you didn't, like I stitched up uh, my housemate at the time, I played uh, a Greta Van Vliet song and he didn't know. He's like, geez, I don't remember this Zeppelin song. I was like, ha-ha! Because it's not. He's like, Jesus. So they sound, they're bang on. And that's okay. And they go, look, we just love them. And so you got the people who go, rock's rock's dead. This is great. It's great to have a band. Yeah, they sound like Led Zeppelin, but Led Zeppelin were awesome. That's okay. Then you got the other people who go, rock is dead. Wait a minute. They sound too much like Led Zeppelin. No. Not okay with it. They need to have their own sound. You're just like, also these kids when they first did their first album, I think they were what? 17, 18, 19. Yeah, ridiculous. It's just like, guys, and th- this is also the uh, the keyboard army who are sitting on the couch, who their guitars sitting there detuned. Uh, it's just like, just enjoy it. Yeah, yeah it's or okay. Their, or their guitars are those, what was that guitar game? Guitar, guitar Hero. Hero. <laughs> That's yeah. their guitar and it's in the cupboard. Again, I don't mind people complaining about one thing, but don't complain about the thing that fixed it in the same sentence. Is it just that everybody loves to complain now? Yes. The internet has gone from like being something cool where you could like find a fact or download a picture of Michael Jordan and hit print on your dodgy printer at your mum and dad's and go and like stick it on the back of your door and be like, yeah, decoration. To now like everyone has a platform to just whinge and piss and moan. (laughs) <laughs> including people that have a platform to get on a podcast and whinge and piss and moan. <laughs> well, I mean, an easy one is, is someone busts out a good YouTube video, or whatever it is. Uh, it could be really good. Not a lot of people are going to like it. You get more people saying it's crap. Yeah. Than you do, it's good. People are just, the people are going to complain. Oh, remember like when YouTube first was a thing and there were all, and there was like, if there's like five or six of those like iconic YouTube videos that were famous. Oh, the early days. Like the sneezing panda and the mum. Remember that oh. where the little baby panda sneezes and it scares the crap out of the mum or that dramatic the- dramatic squirrel, remember that? 
<laughs> that squirrel that just like eyeballs the camera and someone put dramatic music to it. Uh, the infancy of the internet. <laughs> Do you think, are we just now the two old guys from the Muppets, but 40 years before we get to being the old guys at the Muppets? Oh, I maintain I'm an old dude. Oh, 100%, 100% back that I'm an old dude who complains far too early. I get worried that this whole show is becoming like us having like a midlife crisis kind of thing. You know, like we're just devolving. Look, we're teetering. We have our moments, but that's part of the fun. <laughs> that, that's part of the journey that everyone's on as a collective. When do they officially lose it? So what about sport? We touched on this the other week. Do you think we're getting to a place where even with sport, we're not even comfortable just enjoying someone for being good? Absolutely. Like I just, I don't like watching sport when every second a stat gets thrown at me um, and you can't just go, that dude's good. Like, yeah. Shit, that's, that was pretty good. That was a good shot. Great, uh, great dribble, great whatever. Insert sport I'm watching. It's instantly like, you know, and the American... American sport tends to lean itself this way, but it's, you know, LeBron can make a shot. Um, Jordan would have done it better. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. Just just let me watch the basketball tonight or, you know, a rookie, especially rookies. Rookies will come out and they're like, oh, oh, you know, he's he's on track, you know. Do you think he could be good as Dwayne Wade? It's like, oh, maybe. Yeah. It's like, oh, I don't think he's got the, no, he just doesn't have that killer instinct. It's like, it's just a kid still. Just Let's just enjoy that he did a cool thing. My favorite is like, I'll use basketball. There'll be someone will hit like a Kobe style fadeaway jumper. And it's like, oh, killer. Can't teach that. Killer. Superstar. And it's like, but literally the other dudes on the court have all made the same shot (laughs) in this game. (laughs) So, you know, where like if a player is deemed a superstar, then just generic stuff they do gets elevated to this whole nother level. Oh, yeah, I, and I said we've talked about, but AFL is sort of weirdly um, doesn't do it. We've held back. We though commentators do love to say like, "Oh, superstar winger is injured," and yeah. then they're never like they're not a superstar. But they're also not sitting there watching someone kick for goal, and they're like, "Oh, Lloydie wouldn't have missed that." So what? That's true. Like, yeah, he wouldn't have, but. It's not really impactful on this moment I'm watching right here where that dude just missed a goal. And we have a funny culture, and maybe it's an Australian thing, where I feel like we love dodgy, weird players from the past more than we like great players. (laughs) Yeah, we're very good at that. (laughs) Like, we remember someone with a wild haircut or someone that got suspended for 14 weeks for doing some epic sucker punch. Like, Like Barry Hall. He's weirdly liked still. And even though he was a very good footballer, we like more that he just had issues and they spilled out onto the field and far, any given week. Far more enjoyable. <laughs> like Fraser Gehrig. He was slightly overweight. He wore tiny shorts. He had a mullet. And he, it always felt like at any point in time he would murder a small puppy if that's what was required at any <laughs> given time. And so, like, we put him up on a pedestal because he was, like, a weird unit. Ah, oh, see, that is that is what makes the AFL just somehow... It's got something that a little bit different, and it does have to do with our culture, that's for sure. We're too lazy. 
Maybe this is research. We just can't be bothered looking back and doing research. Which is probably why we just want Novak to go hard in the paint and just come out and admit that he's investing all of his money into like fossil fuels, guns. Yeah, be a bad guy. Um, like that he's, you know, thinking about he's forming a crypto with the North Korean government. Like we want him to just go full bad guy because we're stuck in the vortex of like Federer and Nadal, the greatest of all time. And he's very, very good. He's just stuck irrelevant that he doesn't have the love so he's got to go hard in the paint and go Darth Vader mode embrace the dark side Novak make it happen (laughs) so to round out this episode we've had a few questions uh, for Cordo and I regarding you know we should develop our characters our personas a little bit for those who don't fully understand us so as such (laughs) cool We've got some questions, but this one's been A, because I forgot to do the questions <laughs> uh, and B, because I liked Courtney's better first. So Courtney's going to ask me some questions of which I have effectively no idea, but are designed for us to round out some more of our characters. Are we talking the would you rathers? Yeah. Yeah. So the classic would you rather, we had a curveball thrown at us months ago with one that we were not even going to repeat on air. But it did get me thinking, like, it does reveal a lot about a person when you confront them with two choices. So I'll preface this by, I'm going to ask you the questions. You make your answer, but then you have to really convince me why your answer is correct or why you're prepared to make that decision. Can I just say cause? <laughs> no. <laughs> that's, I know that's what you would do late at night at a pub. <laughs> just cause, Cotto, just cause. <laughs> Okay, you ready? Yep. Okay, here we go. Now, some of these are ridiculous. Some of these are heavy. There's not that many, but we'll go with it. Okay, first one. Let me get this up. Right. Would you rather have out-of-control body hair, so all over you, Mm -hmm. or a really strong body odor so at any given time like your arms your ears your nostrils your chest everything's just growing and growing hard like if you're in speedos it looks like you're wearing a fur coat or you just smell like death (laughs) surely it's the hair thing but you can get that waxed yeah but it grows back real quick so it's like tim allen in the santa claus yeah. You shave that shit off, it's coming back five seconds later. Look, A, if it's going back that fast, I'm getting paid some scientific study money, so I'll be able to cover it all. Yeah. And I feel like the body odor thing's definitely going to be worse. What would you say to a girl if, say, you're out in a snowy city and mm-hmm. things go well, you're at the bar, you've bought her some, I don't know, espresso martinis, you're there drinking your, like, cool as light, Things go well. <laughs> you go back to your hotel and you take off your giant Patagonia or Tommy Hilfiger coat, whatever you're wearing in the snow to impress the girls. And she goes, oh, that's I didn't realize you'd got up and put a, a blanket over you. I thought we were getting naked. And you're like, no, nah, it's my body. How do you convince her that it's okay that that's what it looks like? I still maintain you can get away with it. This is my argumentative line. It's just not possible that it could be that fast. Because <laughs> the, BO, the BO thing is more legitimately could be a thing. 
Yeah, and it means it means we're happy to have you like socialize with us as long as it's an outdoor event and you're 15 meters away. Yeah, it's going to be the hair thing. There's a way around it, and that's my argument. I suppose the body odor thing means you can pretty much only ever join like a baseball or a cricket team. Yep. <laughs> Where you're <laughs> or tennis. <laughs> no, we're locking it in. All right. We're going with that. Okay. Now this one's a bit deeper. Would you rather know when you're going to die or how you're going to die? Hmm. Probably how. Really? Yeah. But what if it was like... Unless there's something ridiculous. Like, so if it was something, if it was like right out of one of those movies, like Final Destination. Yeah. And it was like, it's a, it's a log, you know, it's the log uh, or like a car door. If it was something real shit that was like real, that would keep you on edge forever, then that would suck. If it was just, if it was something yeah. real boring like... um. You know, you've just watched your team win the grand final. Then I've got ages. I've got some years to enjoy because Bombers aren't winning a grand final for quite a while. Whereas the when, the when's a set period of time. Imagine if it was like you get hit by a car crossing the road. Yeah, see, that would suck. Yeah. That's just no good because that's just, you basically may as well go on with the when. And I suppose because even if, say, society evolved to a point where we're no longer in cars or in, like, electric hovercrafts, you don't know if at the time, say, God or a spirit, whether they meant, like, whether they still were calling that a car. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, look, there's lots of asterisks. And trust me, if I got into this situation, I would argue vehemently about some <laughs> specifications. <laughs> I'm helping you pull apart the logic and I'm the one asking no, the I'm, question. I'm with you. I knew I'd be able to get you. Everyone's going to pull apart the logic. So, But I suppose, imagine if you did pick like when and it just said like 36 days and 27 seconds. Would you just go nuts? I don't know. How confident are we in the prediction? It's, it's a legit. Lock. Yeah, it's a lock. I didn't like an ad didn't pop up on my browser. No, like the Aladdin genie Robin Williams pops up and he does magic stuff to sort of convince you of his powers. Can't I wish for other stuff from Aladdin genie first? No. He just <laughs> he just holds up a digital clock like at a basketball arena and it tells you when. Would you go ballistic? I think if you're allowed to have some under-overs, so you want to have some like premises. <laughs> what you want like the week of? <laughs> nah. No, no, no. Like, if you were just like, all right, I'll, I'll pick the when, but if it's under 50 years, then I'm not taking it. <laughs> and then he's like, okay, fair. And then it's just like, also, the how, is it ridiculous or is it like, like, you know, relatively normal or, or long time specific? But, you know. It's, but I feel uh, like you're, ne- you're negotiating the game there. Of course I'm going to negotiate <laughs> the game. It's what I'm built for. <laughs> all right, next one, next one. Would you rather be put in a maximum security prison with the hardest of the hardened criminals for one year Mm -hmm. or be put in a relatively relaxed prison with sort of like financial crime people for 10 years? And it's not like Hollywood style where you're in like fucking isolation in the maximum security prison. It's like 70s style Russian prison where you're all just in the yard. A year's a long time. I probably wouldn't last a year. (laughs) 
Mate, you and I wouldn't last 17 minutes. In oh, so I was actually going to go under. I was going to go four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't make it off the bus going into the actual prison. Ten years is a long time, though. I don't know. I'm going to... Can I check that one through? That's too hard. Okay. I I know it's not my game. I would have picked the 10 years because I figured they're all dodgy Wall Street people. So theoretically, I'll lose my life if I'm in the max one for one year. Here yeah. I suck it up for 10 years and they bring me into all their schemes for when they get back out. Yeah, it's good logic. I don't mind it. So there's a payoff. There's a payoff. Um, but yeah, we are not max security prison guys. There are not enough tattoos or aggressive haircuts we you could ha- get to say. You have us. not read enough SAS survival books to be able to pull that off. And even then, like, what's reading a book when you can't put it into practice? <laughs> Unless crying becomes a symbolism of ultimate toughness, I don't think we'd survive. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> this is a good one. I like this one. Would you rather have to read aloud every word you read or sing everything you say out loud? I do that anyway, so that's not a problem. (laughs) (laughs) I am notorious for singing things that I'm doing for no reason at all. All right. (laughs) Okay, here's a good one. It's weird, but there's a lot of levels to it, okay? Would you rather have skin that changes color based on your emotions? So, you know, like a mood ring, you're a giant mood ring. Mm-hmm. Or tattoos appear all over your body depicting what you did yesterday. Hmm, that's an interesting one. Probably go the tattoos. I think that'd be interesting. The mood ring would be annoying. Because you just couldn't converse, you couldn't have conversations with people. Everyone knows what you're thinking. Yeah, at least with the tattoos and stuff, it'd be kind of funny. Like, imagine if you you'd be a, just you'd be the dude at a memento. <laughs> yeah, but what happens if you'd had some AP private time the night before? Yeah, probably. <laughs> and that giant tattoo of that pops up on your cheek. I'm also back in that, like, you've got a, it's a full, bo- like, there's lots of body, there's lots of area. <laughs> the mood ring would just be annoying. You'd be like a weird Smurf guy. And also, like, imagine you're like a dad and your kid comes and shows them, like, a report card and you just, you're just disappointed and want to farm them out for adoption and they yeah. know, like, the color code system. Yeah, that's no fun. <laughs> All right. Two more left. Would you rather become twice as strong when both of your fingers are stuck in your ears or crawl twice as fast as you can run? What's the point of being strong if you can have your fingers in your ears? That's so impractical. Well, you could kick stuff. How often am I kicking stuff? Well, you could play football. You just got to run around with your fingers in your ears. You could kick rather, it the length of the field. I'd rather the crawl thing on the one instance that <laughs> I need it for something bizarre. <laughs> if the if the death dude said I died from a bear attack, I'd be like, ha ha, in your face. <laughs> I don't think you've got any superhuman bears coming around here. And that'd be it. I'd be just crawling my way out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. 
I, can, I was just picturing AP crawling around really fast everywhere. And you're sitting there with your fingers in your ears trying to kickbox the, <laughs> the, the bear. <laughs> trying to kickbox my way out of a maximum security prison. <laughs> All right. Last one. This is a good one. This is a good one. Would you rather be forced to dance every time you heard music or be forced to sing along to any song you heard? Any song's rough. Wow. Can it be any good song? No. You can't get that specific. That doesn't count. Because it'd be annoying. And dan- they're both annoying traits. So that's like if you walk into a shopping, we'll say shopping mall or Colch Kings, and WAP comes on, you just have to break out and dance the house down to that bad boy. But you're also saying that I've got to sing it. So basically I'm doing something every time I hear music. Correct. It's 100% annoying. Got to prob- one. I'd probably do the singing because I could get away with just like whispering it. Because the dancing would be quite cardio intensive and I don't think I'd feel like doing that all the time. Well, it could get real weird too because it's like not all music has lyrics. That is true. So you could be walking past like a funeral coming out of a church and all of a sudden as they wheel the coffin past you and they're playing some slow orchestral piece, you're there like twerking. Yeah, and like elevator music, you're dancing to elevator music, but I'm not singing to it. Like, yes, <laughs> you'd be so weird. I'd <laughs> love that. Just every time you're in an elevator with you, you just start like grooving. <laughs> Your only saving grace would be when the elevator doors open. You can get on the ground and crawl away really, really fast. <laughs> exactly. I'm making it happen. <laughs> oh. All right, my man. I guess we should wrap it up. I'll let you do the honours. Yes, the, the the wheel is still in my proverbial court. But uh, look, uh, thanks again, guys, for listening. We've got a got a little bit of a different couple of segments coming up uh, off some requests, and we started thinking how we can extend Goat Week, but it won't be how you think. So stay tuned uh, for some legitimate segments uh, while we keep people through this tough lack of sporting time Uh, but at the same time thanks everybody for listening as always and uh, if you prefer my uh, soft aurora as I take you on this podcast episode uh, make sure you let Courtney (laughs) but uh, Cordo uh, thanks again as always mate for the uh, episode thanks buddy Uh, we'll keep this thing ticking along and uh,